What is up, everyone? It is Jeff from Attack at Random. This time around, we have a friend of mine from 717 from York, PA. Going to be talking about some anime, some health and fitness, and just overall catching up. So stick around. Let's get it. So I already started recording. So what is up, man? How you been? How you been? Oh, man, I've been pretty good, man. Uh, Lately, it's just been like a lot of just like learning to like live uh, what I feel like living properly, I think. That's what I would like to say. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a little bit of a, a learning process to like find yourself, if you will. Yes. Yes, really. It really was because um, I feel like. I'm still, like, I, I feel a lot more put together than I have my entire life, but I do feel like I'm still at the beginning of, like, a journey, per se, you know? All right, dope. Dope. So, let's, I guess for, for those that um that are listening, mind introducing yourself really quick? Like, what do you do? Um, where you come from? Any background information you want to give? Okay, well, all right. hello to the listeners. My name is Laurel, Laurel Anderson. Uh, I'm trying to go by the kid for, like, my artist name when it comes to, like, anything pertaining to, like, uh, like what I'm trying to do in the future. But uh, I'm just, you know, a local artist trying to pretty much just spread love to the world through art and just myself, like, interacting with people, doing things like that. All right, dope. So, and that's honestly one of the biggest things that i respect about you is that like every single time like i seen you post something it's always preaching about like you know peace love positivity and coming from like the the i guess the the mental state that i come from that it's always just such a refreshing thing to see so yeah dude like that shit is probably one of like biggest highlight of, of my day it's just you know seeing that positivity seeing that thing just I know it definitely helps somebody else keeps going too, but I'm just letting you know that it does help me too. Thanks, man. I, like, I really appreciate like like hearing that from you because like that's literally just what I'm trying to do. Because you know, I feel like in this life, it, everything is so fast paced. There's always something going on. Like social media is showing us the worst, and it's just like it's overwhelming. And for those people who like finally get peace, like they tend to try to keep it for themselves because it took them a long time to get there. And I feel like I've always just had this natural love for people. I've always wanted to see like my friends and just people around me like prosper. So I figured why not just be at least one of those people that is just saying things that you need to hear. Like, I'm not saying I'm like the person to hear, but I'm just saying that since you know me and like, I I feel like I have an energy that people gravitate to. Why not just use it to kind of like help you know, just say mm-hmm. things that people hear, get them through today. Because a lot of times, no one pays attention. Uh, I, I definitely have, I agree with that. Um, a lot of times, there's people that will just go on by. Nobody even bats an eye about what they're going through, what they're doing, and 
that's honestly just a, like, a really refreshing thing to see nowadays. Um, it, when you mentioned about having that energy that people gravitate towards, I have personally seen that from the times that I worked at the library and met you for the very first time. I instantly seen you just had that natural energy where people just felt very comfortable with you, regardless of who was around you, whether it be quote unquote the jocks or the nerds or like the the smart kids or you know the the really I, I want to say like wannabe gangster kids everything everybody just had a natural respect and you know gravitated towards you which I thought was really fucking dope thanks man I just um it took me a long time to kind of like see that at first I was just kind of like going throughout my daily life like growing up and it was just like you know sometimes like you know being a teenager you just you just want to like, you just want to fit or you just want to be comfortable in your own skin. It was just like, you know, there's just a lot of things going on that I couldn't really see that I had the energy at the time. But then there was like times where like I did and I like, I felt like I used it for the wrong purpose. But it was like, at the same time, I really didn't accept that it was like something that came with being me. And it was just like, now, now that I've like, I've, I understand that, hey man, you just are one of those kind of people I'm just like, a lot of those times, people like that just use it for the wrong purposes. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I feel like I want to grow a community around me, like, out of love and respect. And I feel like just having someone that people can relate to just is a huge let off your shoulder. All right. I I definitely respect all of that. Um, in terms of, you know, you mentioned, like, you're trying to make this change in, into the world and see it for a better place. Has there ever been someone like in your personal life or someone that you looked up to that inspired you to do these things or any books that you've read or anything like that? Like basically Could like y- your main source of inspiration. Oh man. Uh, I guess they like a few people, but like, I guess first and foremost, it's cliche to sound is my mom because she, uh, you know, having like parents that come from an entirely different era they have different ideals and stuff like that and have like a lot of the times you see it like with us in our generation the old era tries to you know enforce things on us and they don't really let us grow and express ourselves and be what like feels natural and comfortable to us but like i feel like with my mom she really helped with that expressing myself because i felt like where everybody else put me down she was like be yourself and everything will just come to you from being yourself as long as you learn to like respect people how you would want to be treated like you know the same thing like that's it'll it'll reward you and i feel like she's always pushed me to just like do whatever i felt like i could do and as i grew up i learned that like a lot of people's parents don't do that like they don't and i didn't see that until like interacting with many people in our ages or just like, you know, older than us or younger than us. It's like parents are just like due to their own stress, they don't they just neglect their kids sometimes. And I felt like if she would have did the same thing for me and go like with the things going on around me, like with my peers, I kinda I could have turned out wrong, but it's just like she always encouraged me to just stay true to myself. So before anybody else, it would definitely be her and a bunch of other people like, you know, Jay Cole. Or like, you know, just like manga artists like Tagashi and Oda for like expressing like freedom to be yourself, like people like that. 
All right, dope, dope. And then she touched touched up on the the topic of art. Um, I know that you're coming or working out on a, a manga yourself. You got any, yeah. any any updates on that? Like, what's what's been going on with that? All right, man. So I first want to say, like, uh, just be on the lookout for like the next three months for sure. I know I've been saying that like for a while now, but I think after going through everything, I finally buckled down and I'm just working on literally one thing. So in the next three months, uh, the one shot for it, which will be anywhere in between 60 to 70 pages will drop and y'all get the whole gist of everything going on in the story. Um, uh, I'm not going to tell you too much of where it is in the story, but just know that the one shot will appear in the manga, but you just, you know, you don't know when, but that'll be coming out. But as far as like the manga itself, uh, it's just been a process. Like it's been a really, really hard process. Um, I've actually, you probably don't know this because you never got into like deep discussion about it, but like I've actually been working on that for probably my entire life. I'd say it's been 17 years since I thought of like the first time actually drawing like the character Neo and you know, the story. And funny enough, I've never actually worked on anything else ever since. Like, consistently drawing it for 17 years and four years ago I decided I wanted to come out with the manga and alongside this whole journey of like my life and self-change and wanting to help people I decided that the manga is going to be just a step to the bigger goal of like uniting the world because I've decided I want to teach people with it about what it means to you know be yourself and accept culture and, you know, the things that come in life with, you know, good and evil and all the things that I just think that we gloss over or miss because of the franticness of life. So I decided, like, people use manga and anime for escapism. So why not just use it as, like, a life lesson, a moral lesson for people and then take off from there? All right. So I like that. And in terms of your art, because I know you're also writing the story and drawing everything at the same time, which is insane because, like, you're... <laughs> You're literally going independent on this. Like uh, most manga artists, yeah. I guess, will just draw it and have like another creative, like writer doing the story and everything else. So props to you on that. Um, for your art, who who were your major inspirations when it came to you know your drawing style? My drawing style. Okay, well, I first and foremost have to do a hard shout out to um, Kohei Hirokoshi, creator of My Hero Academia, because it was what, four years ago when I decided after watching my hair for the first time that I had to completely revise like my entire art style and my character design because I was just like it wasn't unique enough like he he really opened my eyes to like hey if you really want to like grab people's attention in this era where things move fast you have to have a character that's like popping and from him I just started like playing with like you know wider eye shapes and just the like more cartoony style because he has like a unique style with like it being kind of realistic but it like still has this cartoon feel and he's who i really reference for a lot of like uh anatomy with like hands and feet and things because i feel like he's very very detailed when it comes to his characters like that so he's probably like my biggest inspiration next i'd probably say like um Tabata, Yuki Tabata from, you know, the creator of Black Clover. I love his sharpness. I love the way he uses black. I love the way he inks. His character designs are solid. 
and you know a little bit of the hair from Dragon Ball, Kira Toriyama, you know people like that. But definitely probably more Yuki Tabata and Kohei Hirokoshi for sure. Okay, yeah, I read somewhere that the the creator of My Hero, he started off creating All Might as wanting to be this, I guess, standout popular hero that everyone's going to look up to, and then someone said this guy looks stupid, and basically. <laughs> made him like the one of the main superheroes like no fuck you i this is gonna be my guy now yeah so yep. that that was actually pretty fucking cool to me um all right so in in terms of, of writing style do you have like a favorite author um i know a lot of those will probably fit into those this character category but um do you have like a favorite author outside of like mangas or um like a favorite genre that you do normally gravitates towards um I couldn't say really. Uh, I have a hard time reading books, I, which is hilarious because I'm very into literature. Like I'm very into literature, but I just have a hard time reading books. I feel like uh, audiobooks have been more my like saving grace in this day and age. When it comes to listening to literature, but I can't say that I'm very familiar with authors at like outside of manga. But if I if I had to pick one out of the very few, I do like with uh, the creator of Harry Potter did with the series at the beginning of it, because I feel like there was some really excellent world building. Like as I'm getting into like literature now, the Harry Potter has a very unique way it introduced this world. And it kind of reminds me of like, um, kind of reminds me of like how uh, Tagashi does with Hunter x Hunter. Like he just, they just throw you into the heat of things and thing, and you just kind of have to experience it as it fleshed out. So I'd have to say it'd probably be uh, her as my favorite right now but for sure in terms of manga it'd be Tagashi for uh from Yu Hakusho and Hunter x Hunter I feel like he has a very unique way of writing like world the world in a gray sense more so it being like positive like your typical anime or shonen yeah I definitely have to agree with that um like in in terms of having yo because you, I know you mentioned Yu Yu Hakusho. That was one of the very first few animes I've actually watched, and to this day, it still holds up because it's an amazing anime. And I feel like it, it doesn't get enough respect from the, the newer crowd, but it's it's such like chef kiss, like moi. Oh my goodness! Like I could go on and on about those two because I feel like they complement each other perfectly. Like a uh, Yu Yu Hakusho would be like the perfect story for protagonists like protagonists in general your hero story i think hunter x hunter is a perfect like villain story it's just they go hand in hand i I definitely have to agree and um the one manga that really i guess drove that i really fell in love with because i love the the whole sense of dread and like horror and you know the the whole dark side of everything berserk definitely drove that for me like as soon as i i opened it up and read the very first chapter that scene it, it was just like oh fuck i gotta keep reading this shit and <laughs> bro like everything that's happened to this main character is completely fucking understandable of why he just hates everything and everyone and i get like i get it i can't not find any any he has a lot of faults yes but i can't yeah. blame him for those faults like I love he's honestly oh, go ahead, go, no, ahead. go ahead i don't know i was gonna say uh, he is honestly like an inspiration for my character because i was like after i'm like just like getting into berserk i was just like my goodness you would think like like the author hates his own character 
For real. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was just like, man, there is no way to like push narrative more than just throwing your character through the ringer. But like, if, if you kind of think about it, that's really like life in general. Like that's just life. You don't get a real fighting chance. It's kind of luck based. And more often than not, people don't say it out loud because they don't want to appear as weak, but people get thrown through the ringer all the time. And I was, I was just like, I feel like he did that for guts because people do have lives like that, like they do. And yeah. it's more often than you think, really. And it's just like, kind of op- like, like opening your eyes kind of gives you like, like pulls you back and think like, wow, maybe my life isn't that bad. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that character really. <laughs> he, he definitely showed the extremes of er- almost every single situation. And that's one thing I do love about that uh, manga is that there's just a bit of everything that this character has gone through that makes almost everyone be able to relate to him from his love interest to like you know his will his backstory like he's he like he's definitely one of those characters where like i'm rooting for him to come out and and, like on top in the end and part of me knows he's he will but because of how the story is written i I know at any point in time like this can go like south quickly yeah yeah you could get the worst ending and it just makes sense you're just like ah yeah that's that's honestly why i was like um struggling to actually like consider my um my story uh, you know showing in or saying and because i do want to take it that far because i do think life does take it that far and to sell the message that i'm trying to like get across i think i need to like get in there like really show the dark parts of life because you can't i don't think you can have a story with that like with the kind of impact that i'm hoping to have without really showing you like hey this happens like these are the things that happen you can't be ignorant to it like you know what i mean like even in the even in this time of using my stories as escapism it's really not escapism because i want you to learn something when you're watching it even though it's entertainment or reading it even though it's entertainment yeah yeah and i feel like a lot of animes try to drive that that same message and part of the reason why i love one piece as well because i i just have like this overall obsession with freedom whether it be you know being free and financially politically whatever like i just love the concept of just being free itself like going out doing what i want believing what i want and if somebody else has that same like a different belief that goes against me by all means that's all you this is my path type thing and it one piece for me definitely drives that for a bunch of all like all the all ah can't talk today it drives nah, it for all okay. the characters um because every character has their own specific goal but they all still come together for you know for each other basically uh i love it it's um i think one piece and hunter x hunter my like i i couldn't i couldn't even decide like number one or two so they're just number one but <laughs> but um interestingly enough not even interesting enough because if you if you're into the series you know how good it is but i had to go through it again from the beginning through like uh last year from not just my own perspective but i had to do it through like five different people's perspective to really see like if i'm missing things or like how people see the story like if they see it how i see it and like the whole year reliving one piece like the slow walkthrough because i literally got caught up again 
starting from January to like December. Mm-hmm. It was like amazing because I I had gotten on this podcast and shout podcast out Rant Cafe, the One Piece Virgin. I had watched them from the moment they started it, and it took it made me realize that Oda literally is in love with his story. Like this man had to put the most effort and care and fleshing out his characters and like his his lessons and morals and it really inspires me because i truly believe oda believes in freedom because the way he writes is just like he believes that people deserve the right to be themselves and i wholeheartedly agree and i want to help him sell that message i 100 percent agree on that because i also started rewatching one piece i didn't start from like the very beginning i started um just to catch up to, up to where it's at right now i started right before the the, the new world starts so okay i started at the for those that have not seen a spoiler alert it's the uh, sabaori archipelago i started right there and have been continuing my way so right now i'm in like binge watching everything even during work i'm in marine uh, marine ford so like I, I still get really fucking hype during all these fights still get like chills with all the the messages from luffy you know punching the celestial dragon because of oh, them being like super fucking racist against people you know having slaves and shit and him completely disagreeing on that you know from going into impel down and showing you know transgendered people gay people and just how they have this freedom of you know they can be themselves and oda is actually one of the few manga artists that i've seen that you know openly portrays this and encourages it so i i fucking love that shit i love it i love it it's 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 honestly it's just like i I, it's as long as one piece has been going for like literally all my life like i'm 23 it's literally a month older than i am like it's like for him to have it long running and it to be just of such quality and care and just like he 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 really push drives like freedom like he he throws these characters in every situation you can think of imaginable and like like it feels like you're just literally reading or watching history of some other like planet like that's how much he really puts into the story and i, I it's, just, it's just so inspiring and i and i honestly want to make my series go on as long as his just to like drive forth just just in case he missed a beat of what he was trying to teach us just to make sure it just gets to the, uh, the masses because i believe that everyone deserves the right to be themselves and i think as, as like humanity as we like develop it's kind of cursed because everything is the opposite like no one gets to actually truly express themselves we're taught to live other people's ideals before you even get a chance to like choose for ourselves and i just think it's all so unhealthy and i think that if we don't catch it our generation don't catch it before our kids are born it won't change and i think having something like a manga or in a sense like a like kind of like a bible to look at for like our like our country and our society would be a really helpful thing to like kickstart the community that i'm trying to grow so i i definitely like that um and you know going to with how Otis basically establishes like his whole message like he is an amazing like writer also because he's foreshadowed so much from the very beginning that 
at you know first glance you won't even notice like who these people are what he's talking about but you're just enjoying it because it's always in subtle moments where he'll mention one thing and you completely forget about it and then it comes back like 300 something episodes later and it's like boom by the way this is it thing because going through going forward like there's so much mention of wano and like people from wano and i've never noticed until like going back through it now so just the overall like you know planting the seed and watching it grow and that's truly an amazing thing because that can also be established with people like how what you want to do is you just want to plant the seed in someone and just you know watch them expand their knowledge watch them expand expand their creativity especially because i i feel that creativity is something that it's somewhat dying down because it's it's not encouraged enough and if it is it's transforming in a way where it's more digitized if you will like it's it's becoming more more digital and more in, in the internet age and i have no problem with that but it's one of those things i, I don't want to see the the old school like die off completely like become a forgotten art if you will yes yeah that's that's actually um it's funny that you mentioned this whole thing about creativity it's part of the reason why i don't draw digitally actually and it's not that i have like any like i would never shame anybody for drawing digitally like i think it's great it comes with all these accessible tools that make you create some wonderful stuff i just feel like touching my work and doing all the lining and all the inking and coloring with my own hands and effort kind of gives this just this love and care and like a kiss like you know from just me to the whole thing because i don't want it to be like an easy thing i wanted you to know that like these colors are layered and these characters look the way they do because like i did this like i did this all for you because i i love you all and i want you to see it like the way i personally imagined it so it's, you know, I just don't, I just can't do things digitally because I just feel like that's where my true creativity comes from. Like having to figure out how to get as close to a digital look, but like traditionally myself, you know? And it's funny because I'm just like with this whole like digital age, I feel like, like you said, creativity is kind of dying down because it's just like what's masked as creativity is more so like a trend, you know? Mm-hmm. People just you know doing it for the sake of what's popular at the moment not more so like what's coming straight from their heart or their mind or their passion for whatever they're trying to do it for yeah and i i definitely agree but because i I work in it also like i'm i have to keep in touch with like the latest technology the latest things and while i feel creativity has been dying down a little bit because of the tech there's also just like this one or to ten percent of people that know how to use technology and turn it upside down on its head and use it for their its own unique purpose like creating something that is well, I'm trying to find like the best words to describe it but using technology in, in ways that even some of the older people have n- never been able to think of um, you know when it comes to like f- filming or even doing something on their phone like a lot of people tend to use it, do do it in a very unique way, which I do appreciate. Um, they kind of got me a little bit into trying to learn how to do things like um, drawing digitally. Like I know I've I've gone to you 
for <laughs> for tips and on drawing bodies to this day i still suck at it so i ended up um changing my style up and be drawing more in the i guess tattoo like stencil style and i found drawing digitally has helped that a tad bit more but nothing beats the the old like you know pencil to paper feel and i i've been walking that that line very very fucking fine like it, <laughs> it, it's it's a narrow line and you can easily get lost in both but damn like i i, I still prefer the the whole, whole you know pencil to paper and and getting color pencils and all that stuff man oh man i totally agree i, I think um, my favorite way of coloring is just like alcohol based markers like copic markers stuff like that they just have this they just have this like this like i feel like i have all the control i need with this color because with like color pencils i feel get a certain color you have to just press like really hard to yeah. you know, either get a little like with these um alcohol based markers it's just the color like it's just the color i lay it down and it sits as that color and if I want to blend it, I just use another color. Like it's, it, it sounds so like duh, but it just, you know, you get it when you get it. Like it's yeah. just there. And the, the cool part is, it's just like you know, I do like traditional thing, but like I do agree with you that yeah, like digital has just some perks, like, like that just helps out with like screen tones because you can't quite get all the mm -hmm. effects you need from by hand unless you want to do the old way of like laying them down yourself. And that, that can be time consuming, especially when you need to get things out fast. So it's yeah. just, you know, you got to find a nice balance between the two. I do think like digital things have its perk. But like you said, I just can't, you can't beat that feeling. Like it just knowing that that ink looks as dark as it did because I took the time to like go over it and just everything's just, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. So in in terms of like those like markers that you use for, for um, skin tones and such like that. Is there like any specific tips that you give you would give to someone that's starting out brand new that they let's say they see your work or they've seen Oda's work and they want to learn how to do this but have you know no real I guess guidance for it? What's a few tips that you would give to that person? Well, okay, first first and foremost, if you're trying to, you know, um, just start any kind of like style or uh, story, I say don't be afraid to copy because it all starts from just kind of like muscle memory and kind of like getting used to just drawing people over and over again faces over and over again and like i tell people when it comes to like you know anything in this world nothing's really original it's how you take the old and tweak it and combine it to make your own kind of thing so i say First and foremost, just start by copying your favorite things. Take bits and pieces from all your favorite art styles, what you like about them, you know, noses, eyes, and start mixing them together. And once you kind of get that, like, you know, thing that you like or like what you look at and to say, like, hey, I could draw this over and over again, then you just start playing with just colors, you know? It doesn't have to be anything perfect. Don't worry about ever making anything perfect. Don't worry about getting to where you need to be right away. It's about getting used to your tools used to what you're about to use over and over again because when drawing a manga you're about to make these characters and you're about to draw these characters for hours in all different kinds of ways shape and form so before you even getting to like 
the coloring aspect or like creating the story aspect, you want to get used to your character like like secondhand. And what really made me realize that aspect, I was trying to rush it all, was watching again Hirokoshi draw Deku or uh, Midoriya. It was like when I was trying to draw my character next to him in a five minute video, he literally penciled out Deku in perfect and inked him all in five minutes. And I couldn't even pencil out Neo in 30, let alone ink him in like the three that he inked, uh, you know, him in. And then from that point on, that's when I realized I need to really kind of like solidify like my style, like get down my style to the point where it's just like my hand is a printer. So I, I just say, take your time and literally take like from all kinds of inspiration and just meticulously create something that's unique to you or pleasing to you because that's the only way it's going to like stand out it, it, you got to take the old and combine it and make something new i definitely agree with that um also adding to what you just said drawing every day even if it's a simple line or a simple circle just getting into the habit of drawing every day will do fucking wonders um yeah like uh, for an example for myself when I was trying to learn how to draw, like, I guess the traditional, like, roses and flowers and such, I literally would draw just two circles and start adding lines little by little until I started realizing that my problem was I was trying to make it way too realistic for the style that I was working in. And a lot of it is just simple strokes of, like, you know, your pencil or your brush and everything. And it's not as complicated as I was making it out to be. Which is... I feel a lot of people's problem where, you know, they get the anxiety, they, they start overthinking things, they, they think it doesn't match up to exactly what this, you know, this other person looks like, and it's, a lot of it's just, it's it's way simpler than, than what anybody makes it out to be, you know, and, you know, like, anxiety overall is, it's just a fucking, it's a fucking bitch, man. Like, I feel that, man. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, it's. I think it just comes from, like, uh, we just live in this age where people, like, are taught that validation is everything in reality. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. You do things because you like doing it. Like, it's as simple as that. You know, mm-hmm. the only the only thing expected of you is to respect that other people are there. Like, there they're are people because you deserve the right to express yourself, so so do they. You know, they deserve the right to live and be healthy, so do they. So there's no reason for you to do or say anything that compromises that right that you also deserve. So along with that, it's just like, because validation is everything, people would just want to talk down on other people, you know? Make the, it's hard, like, it makes them feel better, you know? Then that's usually how it starts off, you know, being a kid and trying to draw your art style, and then other people are just like, oh, I can draw that better. And it's just, that's just that anxiety just sticks with you like people don't understand we go through things but it doesn't just go away like nothing goes away it it sticks with us for the rest of our lives and because you're fooled into thinking that things pass due to how like people live around us we often are stuck with these traumatic experiences that we just never worked through you know and that just that literally goes over to everything where maybe art singing you know running lifting weights yeah it's it's a huge like life lessons and adding on to that um like 
just to give a little bit of context, like when I was growing up, um, I've always looked up to, you know, the, the very big like shonen heroes where they were just super talented and could do everything right off the bat. And I always strived or wanted to be like those persons until I realized that I can never do what those people can or comparing them to um, even real life people like friends or people that I've seen in the streets where to me, they always seem super fucking talented. Like they seem they were just on top of the fucking world. And I've always struggled just to even be decent enough. And that's where I started gravitating towards characters where they basically work 10 times as hard just to be able to compete with like the main character. So, you know, characters like Vegeta, um, Rock Lee, where they had so many of these flaws and they just had to work 10 times as much or even a thousand times or in Rock, Rock Lee's case, like doing 3,000 like push-ups in, in a single day um, just to be able to compete and like make up for their flaws. And that's just honestly something that is truly fucking amazing and is needed a lot more. Because yeah. I know for a fact that I'm not the only one that still feels like that where I'll go to the gym and there's this dude that's lifting like you know bench pressing 350 pounds like it's nothing and meanwhile like i'm struggling trying to do like a simple 90 or yeah they're leg pressing like a thousand and i'm just here you know like all right i'm, I'm doing 145 this is, this is the best i can but if a lot of it still comes down to like mental things so if if you're like in a constant war with yourself you and the part of you that is keeping you down st- continues to win that drive and motivation starts dying down so having these characters to either compare yourself to or see you know their struggles and seeing you know how they have overcome definitely helps people you know to get past that mental barrier and achieve great things I totally agree. I do. I think um, I think it's so. It, it, we came from like a age of like a, like when you know when me, you know characters started coming into play, people just wanted something cool, like something to escape. But then they, you know, problems get worse, you know, and those problems are unfortunately passed on. And it seems like nowadays, yeah, we do. We're like retired of watching people be these unrealistic things that we can never achieve it, it is really it really is like refreshing to see like hard work and dedication because it's just like it, 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 i believe that in this life it you you live in your body like it's yours you only get one so why not be as comfortable as possible right mm-hmm. why not literally like make your life around what makes you you what makes you comfortable do things that you want to do like be and live how you feel comfortable living and i think i wanted like my main character to kind of like reflect that like i believe that no one inherently is special but everybody is special in the same way like you know what i mean like i wanted i wanted to teach like the world that like he's not just some special kid like he's over everybody else he's just another child thrown in a situation that unfortunately is his situation and he has to make the best of it 
his own way. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to do it the way other people want him to do it. He doesn't have to move because he thinks, you know, this was what other people want. No, it's his life. It's his feeling. No one will ever experience his feelings exactly how he will. No one will ever go through those situations in his shoes and understand what his mindset, just like it is in real life. And I want that to kind of like be a teaching, like slow it down, literally take it slow because it's your life. All the, all you have to do is remember the rights that you have as a human being. And those rights automatically cover other humans because they deserve just as much as you do. Definitely agree with that, man. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing, but it's also like very scary considering like everything that's been happening lately. Mm-hmm. And to add on to that, just you know, traveling is is an amazing way to you know interact with people, see things from a different, com- completely different perspective. Um, which actually reminds me, for for your manga. Do you have a overall like idea for your side for you know the side characters or like the villain? Actually, let's talk about let's talk about the villain if you, if you if you can get into that. Like I don't want you to spoil anything, but you know everyone loves an amazing villain. You know you got Hisoka, you have Vegeta that ended up becoming a protagonist. Um, but going from the same universe, Cell is an underrated villain to me. Um. Do you want to talk about, like, your villain? I can talk about him a little bit, because it really wouldn't affect things, but it's just, like, I can't give the overall, like, identity. Of course, of course. But uh, I, what I, I can give you, like, kind of, like, what he plays in the story and, uh, like, how, how, like, what inspired me to create him this way. Because, like you said, like, everybody loves an amazing villain, and the people who have inspired me are people like Ahsoka and Marahim and Yoshikage Kira, because it's just, like... I don't believe that everyone is inherently just, you know, a certain way for no reason. Like everyone has a reason why they're the way they are. Mm-hmm. And in my world, my main character, the whole focus of this story is that he's placed in a war that has just been going on far before he was even born. And it's just by chance that, you know, his side of the things a family gets chosen and they're to fight for these people they know nothing about. They just have to do it because they're told they have to do it. But he being, you know, further along down the line after kind of, you know, things get passed on, our parents and their grandparents have different mentalities they pass on. This is about, you know, 2000 years past our time. He just decided like, why, you know, like, why do I got to do it? And from that one question, his grandfather respected and is like, okay, I, I, I can understand that. So if you want to figure it out, travel the world and figure it out. Understand why you need to be doing this thing because you don't have to inherently. That is your choice. Mm -hmm. And so from all these things going on, this war going on, the main antagonist is just pretty much in the shadows for most of the story because he manipulated pretty much 2,000 years worth of events to change things to be the way he sees fit because he just has a complete disagreement with life itself at this point and he's not strong enough to change life itself but that's his goal and when he reveals himself it's gonna be plot twist on plot twist because i'm gonna have to go over everything that happened in the story because he's the cause of it all so 
All right, I, I dig that. I'm excited to read that. Um, yep. So, let me ask this. Completely, you know, so related to anime, but because I want to see what you think. On a one, in a one one on one match, locked in a room like no no escape. Five minutes, you know, for a fight, which in anime time, like that's an extremely long time. Long time, yeah. So much shit can happen in five minutes. AKA, you know, Frieza versus Goku. Um, who you got winning against Hisoka versus um, Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen? Ah, boy. Okay. Um, is is as much as I love Hisoka. It's definitely Gojo for a lot of reasons. And not not even a lot, just the explanation of his ability infinity. And just to put it this way, like Gojo himself isn't particularly strong in technique. It's just that one inactive ability that he has that just puts him on this entirely different tier that many characters can't really compete with unless they have reality and shaping abilities. And it's just infinity is just too disgusting for so good to even handle. Like you can't, right. <laughs> you can't even. So, because of of his ability, you think there's an, a character in existence right now that could probably you know go to toe to toe with Gojo, like not not in terms I'm... of like uh, physicality because like you said he's not physically strong, but his technique is what makes him very OP. There's a lot of characters like um I'm not sure if you know Magi but Sinbad gets to that point where you could just like off him instantly. But if you're talking about like a good fight, there is actually a good fight that I came across that I thought was like if you think about it, it's really good one like just toe to toe battle. And that's actually Julius from Black Clover. And that's because of using his time ability and on, it, it it just it, it's like a good speculation because we don't really know how vast his time actually goes because he had to use it all in that one moment but theoretically because infinity just slows down movement constantly like without without fail he could theoretically speed up his infinity fast enough to probably bypass it if he has enough mana and that is so because he can control people's time as well so who's to say that he couldn't just speed up gojo from a distance and infinity would be inactive so you don't know we don't know yet yeah and i i definitely have to agree because at that point as i don't want to say it but i can't find another phrase to like describe it it would really just be a matter of time um <laughs> because with gojo um the whole side effect with him is that he has to constantly be using you know the the opposite of a curse energy or i forgot what it was called but to basically heal his mind because otherwise it'll just destroy his his mind because of how strong his ability is of course you got julius you know running out of mana and at that point if yeah. they both run out of thing i gojo's probably gonna go brain dead um but here's the thing here's the thing actually you know his eyes right they just um i'm not sure where you are in the series but this might be just a tad bit of a spoiler but it's gojo so it really doesn't matter but his eyes they actually told us how they work right now and think of it this way gojo's pool of energy isn't necessarily impressive like actually if you ever see if you ever read the jujitsu kaizen one shot the character yuta he actually has the most 
energy pool in the entire world, like far surpassing Gojo's. It's just the fact that Gojo's eyes allow him to literally use the least amount of energy every time he actually attacks. So it's like, if you have to say Yuta's max pool was 1 million and Gojo's max was 100,000, every time Gojo attacks it's 1, whereas Yuta would use however much he needs for a certain amount of attack. And that's why it's like, Gojo, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, it definitely makes him a lot more tactical because like, he's constantly thinking about like what to do and he's not spending as much energy than he needs to. Like so, ever. I can I can definitely respect that. Um I guess in terms of raw physicality, um I forgot the the main character's name. I'm I'm horrible with names when it comes to the anime. Um, the main the main character for Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh Itadoria. Yeah, Itadoria. Him against Madara. Ooh. Like, physical strength? Ah. From, like, pure physical strength, I'd say Itadori, but from pure technique, Madara would just hand it to him. <laughs> Madara just, yeah. Like, yeah, Itadori is actually, like, like, the cool thing about him is, like, if you, if you pay attention to the story, he's, like, probably the strongest character in the series like physically it's just because of it kind of like um hunter Hunter with like nin being like basically 50 percent is as important as your physical strength mm-hmm. like his use of energy just keeps him on the low of compared to everybody else but as far as like physicality he was the strongest character from the beginning of the series yeah <laughs> D- dope so actually you know talking about hunter x hunter I'm so happy I actually gave that a chance like a couple years ago because I, I started watching it and of course this is after I watched Naruto but I wasn't trying to make a full comparison it was just so much similarities and like I knew Hunter x Hunter came out first so I was like okay Naruto got a lot of things from the show um, but at first I could not get into it because I felt it was a very cheesy like shonen based anime and then Kilua showed up, and then, <laughs> and then everything changed. Like uh, during the the exams, as soon as they were going up against the uh, the one prisoner, he was just you know talking all this shit, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, here we go. Gone is gonna come in, he's gonna beat him up, this and that. No, Kilua came in, just walked right by him, and somehow like was fast enough to rip out his heart. I was like, okay, I'm invested now. That's literally when they flipped for me too, because I'm just like, yeah, 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 this is your adventure base. Because I wasn't even, I wasn't even familiar with the fact that Hunter x Hunter was an anime before Naruto was. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, there's so many similarities for this 2011 anime, whatever, whatever. And then that happened. I was just like, so I've been lied to because I thought this was, a, I thought this was an adventure anime. Yeah. And then miraculously, from that point, everything just got dark. Like it just got dark, mm-hmm. and. I was so enthralled with like how he was like, yeah, you know, we got protagonists, but like, are they really good though? Like, and I was just like, you know what? I, I and that's when I would decided like, I'm interested in like telling life how it is. Like, I'm tired of our the hero is always the hero story. I'm like, man, sometimes the hero is not even the hero until the hero becomes the hero, and I. 
I just, I just, I just feel like people would have a better time digesting the story, understanding that this boy was not even like, he's not like inherently like, hey, I want to save the world. He's just like, I want to enjoy myself. Like, I get to travel the world as a kid. I got like the world super powered, so it's like children being on their own is uncommon. So you know, he's like, I'm gonna travel this world and live how I want to live. So you're gonna experience him like just doing the wrong thing sometimes, just because he wanted to. Like, life isn't always black and white and it's just yeah. it never has been I, I i definitely agree especially going into you know the quote-unquote final arc of the anime where the the chimera um ants i seen a video where they were basically explaining that um the king was actually the good person all along and you know the hunters were just provoking him and he was just trying to defend himself and his land and especially with like gone losing his mind and everything basically became the complete opposite of of the king so yeah it, that was like the main point of it where at the start of the chimera ants arc the the king was looked at as, as the villain and gone you know everybody else was a hero but gone and the king started switching basically personalities and the roles were reversed which was pretty amazing fucking storytelling because at first i didn't see it like that and then i had to rewatch it after seeing that video i was like okay i i see everything now yeah, it's it's crazy because you realize like um like uh rewatching I watch I rewatch it so much this is my favorite like number one with Hunter Hunter I mean with uh One Piece so it's like you really don't realize it until you like do it over and over again but you realize that Gon is just psychotic like straight up like he's psychotic he's psychotic and actually very selfish because it all like in the light of the anime's production or like the way Tagashi made it seem like him being you know lighthearted and a kid he had no regard for anything but himself and his goal of meeting his dad and when you finish the anime you realize like it's kind of ironic because he did that all for nothing like he did it all for nothing because in that world men is everything and through his selfishness he gave it up because he was selfish and the the whole point of his journey was to meet his dad. And it's like, if you think about the entire journey itself, he got all the, he encountered all these things that his dad had his hands in involving men. Like all these things that would just tell you how crazy his dad is in terms of like men or power altogether. But when he met him, he couldn't even feel it because he gave that up yep. due to being rash and selfish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so, that's so dark in, <laughs> And then on top of that, his dad in that moment was just like, yep, I had you in the moment. Like, that's why you're born. And I'm like, dang, like he just, he did it all for nothing. He did it all for nothing. I was like, wow. Yeah, his dad is definitely up there on the list of worst anime fathers ever. Like, clearly, clearly. I think, um, was it, um, Hohenheim from Full Metal Alchemist. He, he was definitely up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing about Hohenheim is he could have totally like he could have fixed all that if he just explained everything, but he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I would have to put the third Hokage up there as like one of the worst father figures ever, because the whole plot of Naruto could have been fucking prevented if he actually stuck to his word, told Naruto everything, and raised him like a good kid. Like the whole thing could have been prevented. Same thing with like the Uchiha. Like that whole shit just could have been stopped. Could have been stopped if he literally just like they, he could have just 
Uh, I don't even know about the Hochia thing. That's that's like when you get to the Itachi backstory, that layers it a bit. Like it really does. It layers it a bit, but considering that he took the mantle after Toby Rama, you know, Toby Rama was a, a complete fucking racist asshole about it. He had the that's opportunity true. to basically amend things and change things for the better, but was like, nah, let's let's let the the village elders like deal with it. And basically, you know, Donzo ended up like fucking everything up. Um, you know, those the old guy and the old woman that I I never know their name, but I despise them because they're useless yeah. and they never do anything. They basically fucked everything up too. So to me, like the whole point of like the whole plot of Naruto Shippuden could have been prevented by like four people. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm about to say an unpopular opinion, but I, I don't care. I, I fullheartedly, after diving into literature and breaking down character analysis, it's like every day. I think Sasuke is the best written character in Naruto, hands down. Really, hands down. Okay. Yes. Explain further on to that because I have my own personal opinions of Sasuke. At younger me, loved him. Older me realizes how much of a you know bipolar, like really like back and forth person that he is. But go on. Okay, so that's exactly the reason why I think he's the, mo- the most well-written character in Naruto. Because to me, Sasuke completely mirrors a human, whereas Naruto is just a tad overly idealistic whereas people aren't like that and if you think about it every move sasuke made makes sense to someone who's riddled in depression because at first unlike naruto he knows what a family is he had one he had one up until the age of i want to say like before they were were like 10 or like 8 or whatever Mm -hmm. he had a family for eight years naruto didn't even know a family so he didn't have anything to compare sasuke had one lost it and not just to anyone. Like the person he looked up to the most killed his family in front of him. Then literally tormented him with hatred and said that you this happened because you weren't strong enough. So of course Sasuke would literally develop to be edgy and revengeful. So that makes sense. Then when it got to the point after literally like learning that he had no power, like at all, he met the man that slaughtered his family and got one like off right in front of him. So he, of course, he would he would start to go crazy because like he that's his way of life. That's literally his reason for living. And right then or in that moment when he met Itachi for the first time in uh, the first series of Naruto, mm-hmm. and basically said, "You have no reason to be here because you can't even do this. Like, why are you alive?" And he had to battle with that mentality the whole time while having someone like Naruto who had likeness to him excel and look at life in a way more positive light and they're always next to each other so what do you think that was doing to his mental state it was crumbling it so the only source of power that he had after beating that person that was next to him was orochimaru so it seemed like the only option he had in this crumbling depression already so he took it so then from that point on he met itachi again they fought and he won and he thought that everything he had fought for was finished he avenged his plan but then he learned that the village that he fought for and risked his life for all of his life was actually the reason why itachi did it it wasn't itachi's choices so of course he would want to destroy the village because he literally lived in lies all his life so when people said like i don't know why sasuke wanted to destroy the village what do you mean you don't know why that makes perfect sense 
literally he's been lied to his entire life. His number one role like role model got used and tossed aside for the sake of something that he didn't even have to deal with. So of course he would want to destroy it. And then people thought he was being crazy for wanting to be Hokage, but why wouldn't he want to be? Because that would be the only role in the entire village to make sure that none of that ever happened again. And I and I'm just like that is a perfectly written human to watch a human literally have a normal life to get thrown into a bottomless pit and try to climb their way out with the worst possible resources. Then he just breaks when he almost killed Naruto and Sakura again and his eyes started going blind for the sake of power. I thought it was all geniusly written. And I thought Naruto was just overly idealistic the whole time. So to me, Sasuke is the most well-written character in Naruto. Okay, I, I can definitely see that now being explained from that point of view, like, I'm not a huge fan of like Naruto himself because like you say he's like overly idealistic. But I I I, I could definitely agree and now I understand like the whole logic behind Sasuke. And I would have to agree. I I just out of principle don't like him. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I fair. But I just think um I just enjoy twisted characters. Like he's so cause my favorite character from Hunter x Hunter, but like he is morally like all like off the wall, like off the wall. Yeah, I I would still rank guts above the Sasuke. But that's just me. And like a few a few other Of course. <laughs> um in terms of like dark twisted characters, do you have like a a list from like favorite to least favorite that you would rank? Um, uh, I, I suppose, uh, in terms of, like, dark, twisted characters, yeah, I'd say it would probably be Hisoka as my number one, because I just think that the way he, um, like, he, if you, like, if you take a step back, he is, like, the driving force of Hunter x Hunter, because his sheer presence flips so much on his head, like, if it wasn't for him, Gon would have been dead. If it wasn't for him, Killer would have been dead. Like, like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like you know, what I mean? like he 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 fullheartedly gave Krolo back his men. Like, like Hisoka literally saves people's lives for the sake of his own like want to fight, and that is just amazing to me because these saves that he do he does aren't just like coincidence. No, he really saves people's livelihoods just so that he can fight them. Like that that's amazing to me. Like. And he'd probably have to be my first Dark Twisted character because he doesn't have any, like, morals. Like, he'd literally do whatever for the sake of himself. Uh, next would literally probably be Guts because literally, like, you would think he'd just be a supervillain. But, like, his sheer, like, I don't want to be, like, what fucked me over is the literal reason why he's not, like, like, that's literally it. Like, that's the only thing. He's like, nah, fuck everything that fucked me over. But just because I don't want to be like that, I won't. Like, that's just it. Like, that's that. Like, it's just wrong. And I'm like, that's amazing, because he's literally, like, gone through everything. Like, everything. Like, everything, everything. And I'm just like, I I, I love it. But then at the same time, like, Griffin has to come right after, because I think Griffin's like, I don't, I have a hard time, like, saying that he was wrong, because I feel like he was manipulated into making the choice. So it's just like, to me, like, yes, the choice is inherently wrong, but I can't blame him for it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I, yeah. So, in, in terms of, like, Dark Twisted I can't really say, like, I have one that I thought was, like, bad. If, if we're going by, like, Dark Twisted standards, 
to be fair, as much as I like him, I think Dio is a bad dark twisted character because he has no motive. Like he's just evil for the sake of being evil. Like <laughs> I, I totally have to agree. Um, I haven't actually. All right, this, this is a very like an unpopular opinion coming from me. I'm not a huge fan of JoJo. What? Yeah, I'm. I, I just can't do it. Like, it's it's not because of like the whole you know posing. A lot of people don't like it because of that. That that to me was like super fucking dope. Um, I, there's, there's just like something about it that it just doesn't fully attract me. I tried watching it. I tried watching like you know the very first part. Um, Stardust Crusaders. Um, I guess the newest one that has some that I started watching specifically because of the ending song because it, it really fucking threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just can't do it. I just I tried. I gave it at least ten episodes. I I just can't do it. Doesn't fully attract That's me. Okay. That's okay. You know what? It's, it's okay. Like it's it's weird. Like it's it's exactly what the title says. Like it's bizarre. It's funny because um people praise that man for his like writing, like like how he views like storytelling. And it's funny that you mentioned JoJo because I actually just ordered his. Um, yeah, but he literally has a book, like a guide on writing manga, like writing and drawing manga. And I had to pick it up because, like, his his view on telling stories is actually really good. And I can understand why it doesn't like appeal to you because he he really does like try like on purpose to just go out of the box. Like he doesn't follow typical story yeah. fashion at all. He was really um, looked at as like bold because you know you see Stardust, Stardust Crusader having the uh, format it has like the villain of the week thing. Yeah, that's not even what was going on during the time in Shonen Jump, and he decided that I'm gonna do this, and like that was brand new to that whole formula, and everyone was like, "What?" So I can understand. I can totally understand why you're not, you're not digging with it. It's like it's a bunch of weird technique. Yeah, like, and I love weird shit. I I fucking love weird shit. It, I don't know. It's just something about it. Like I love the art style. I love the art style. I give her props for that, and I give her props for going as long as it is, you know, it's been going on. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's it's not for me. Like for the same exact reason why I can't stand the Boruto manga. Um, but I don't know if you. I'm pretty sure you've read this or like at least heard of it. Uh, the it's a Korean manga called Solo Leveling. I have that right now is honestly one of my top favorite like mangas that I stumbled upon on accident like oh my god I was going through a whole list on when it was still love and kiss manga of like you know really popular stuff and I seen something that said solo leveling at the time I was trying to find you know other mangas that were pretty similar to that whole video game concept and I just started reading that you know the first couple of like chapters it was just super fucked up but the whole concept of it was amazing and intriguing to me even though there's been other you know mangas and animes that have done the whole video game stuff i felt this brought a completely refreshing twist to it okay like to be fair no no go ahead I was say, um, I actually haven't read it. So I was gonna say, like, yeah, like, um, I heard so many good things about it. Um, my favorite, like, Anatuber was telling me about it, Nutsaku, and he's just like, it's really good. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to check it out, but I never actually had a chance to check it out. I, I definitely recommend it. Like I said, it's Korean based, so, you know, it's based in South Korea, um, a lot of Korean names and stuff like that. But it's a very refreshing twist. 
or to the whole concept of the the video game um, world, if you will. Um, so to give like a little synopsis of what it's about, the the whole world had like this event where people were able to manifest certain like powers, if you will, and they would be able to be ranked in a in a system based on how much power you had. So you know you have E ranks, D ranks, C, and so on and so forth, and SP in the very top. And this world had these portals opened up called dungeons. And of course, like a typical video game, you go in, kill monsters, collect loot, and defeat the boss, dungeon closes, and so on and so forth. And it picks up with the, the main character who's considered the world's weakest hunter. Um, being that this kid would go to the lowest class dungeon, E-class, with a bunch of other people and still come out super hurt. And so on, stuff happens, and yeah, that I won't go into. So yeah, it's it's a really refreshing twist to the whole that whole theme, and I I love it. It's the author does it in full color, also. So every chapter, you know, is colorized. The art style is really good, and it's it doesn't bring anything new to the table, but it's. It's definitely refreshing enough to the point where it's it's not like you're comparing it to like Overlord or SAO and stuff like that. It's it it definitely has its you know standouts. I personally, I personally recommend it. It's it's amazing. Um, it's still going on. I believe it's like a hundred something chapters now. You know what? I will take that and run with it because I've been meaning to tell you this. <laughs> Ever since you literally recommended me my favorite manga of all time up until about three years ago that it changed. But ever to this day, Gamaran is one of the best manga I've ever read in my entire life. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I completely forgot about that manga. And like the other day, I was just trying to remember of a specific manga that I read about this kid. You know, training up in some mountains, had a unique sword style that he just like almost dropped to the floor and started running. Some dude that looked like Renji from Bleach, and I thought it was just like some sort of fever dream. And I'm like, yo, I can't remember that. Until now, I was like, oh my god, yes! Like I remember reading that when I was working at the library and just you know casting up on that. And that that's actually another good one that was like the storytelling was really good. The character development yeah. was amazing too. Yeah, the art style yeah, but- was. Tremendous. I, oh my gosh. I remember, like, literally, it was like, I can't remember what grade it was. I think it was like 10th grade. He was like, You need to read this. And I was like, Okay, all right, I'm going to check this out. I, I fell in love with it. Like, I fell in love with it instantly. And I couldn't put it down. And I caught up and it wasn't done. But I, like, I did, you finished it, right? Yeah. Why, why did they drop the ball like that? <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah. Because it literally was golden, literally up until that point, and it was like that's that was like I don't even know what to say. Like disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, man, like the, the, to me, like the, the entire story is like a solid nine up until that point, and I'm just like it brings it down to a seven just because the ending alone. But mm-hmm. 
it's still phenomenal. The ending consisting of like literally the last two chapters, like it was literally the last two chapters. So I'm like, it's literally a nine up until the last two chapters. So it's like, I'd recommend it in a heartbeat. It's just, don't expect the ending to be good. Yeah, yeah, I I gotta like reread that through now because it's, it's been a while, but that whole thing you just said, all, I can, I definitely would apply to Naruto and like Naruto Shippuden. Like everything was amazing up until the very end. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Super disappointing. Like that's, that, oh my gosh, you and I both, like I'm literally, um, I would preach that half a shippuden is boring like i would preach <laughs> like like to the half a shippuden is boring og naruto is a solid like 9.5 like for sure it had its like slight problems but no that entire first part was a 9.5 the first half of shippuden was all right and then the second half to me dragged like it just dragged like mm-hmm. power-ups and all it just dragged and i just can't see naruto in this great light that everybody else did because the ninja war to me was so dry like <laughs> like it was so dry like it was so dry dude i definitely agree and my biggest thing is because going from like the very beginning of naruto madara uchiha was set up to be this ultimate godlike villain that the only person that could fight him on like an equal standpoint was the first okage Mm-hmm. And everything was set up perfectly for his final reveal in Shippuden, where you know, Ka- you know, Kabuto brought out the the sixth coffin. Everybody was already speculating it was either him or you know Toby Rama, and then he just shows up in the final, you know, in the the, the war arc, and just trashes everyone, and is like. This is this is the ultimate villain, and then he gets the ten tails, like becomes the ten tails Shinchuriki. Like that, to me, that was it. That's it. You game over. You guys lost. Did the whole infinite Tsukiyomi, and then that's when shit starts going south. Oh no, bro! Right, you good? Uh. Maybe having some technical difficulties. Eh, he probably got a call or something. But yeah, that that in and of itself um, was just like mind blowing. Madras shows up and completely starts wrecking the the whole shinobi alliance um i'm trying to think of like another another anime villain that was set up perfectly like that there's not too many honestly oh it looks like he left the meeting oh it's all good it's all good but yeah that's what happens with technology you know shit happens Fucking people get kicked off the meetings and and whatnot. But yo, and no, I did not kick him off. Just having some technical difficulties. Probably just had to take a call. But staying on topic with animes, like going through my Shonen Jump uh, manga app, 
D Gray Man is another really good, really fucking good uh, manga, which I really need to catch up on. Uh, I recently started reading uh, Seraph of the End. It has to deal with some some vampires. Like vampires ended up taking over the world, and kids were being used as slaves. Basically, it's so fucking weird. But yeah, man. So that was my buddy Laurel. It's been a while since I actually caught up with him, so that was actually pretty nice to talk to him. Um, hopefully he's doing good. I just heard him say like oh no and kind of got off uh, it looks like his his phone died One second. yeah it looks like his phone died Shout out to Stream Beats for this little background music, yo. Ever since I discovered about them, it's it's honestly been just a, a fucking life send. just smacked the shit out of my uh, microphone stand but yeah y'all like there's so many good fucking stories out right now and honestly um, webtoons has a bunch of fucking um, you know indie artists doing their own comics and and mangas that everyone should really check out support your local artists Uh, speaking of local artists I think everyone should check out a buddy of mine's um uh store give me one second street at work nope I'm just gonna pull him up on Instagram I'm not typing it for like I got the fucking app such a fucking idiot um so if everyone goes on to yeah if everyone goes onto their Instagram and searches up artistry.at.work it's going to show up a picture of you know a red circle with a skull inside And these are personal friends of mine that they do amazing merch designs. 
and I feel everyone should go f- check them out. They also have a Teespring store, uh, teespring.com slash stores slash artistry dash at dash work. Again, you should fucking check them out. They have decals, they have beanies, they have hats and everything. It's such a fucking amazing thing. Sorry, I am just typing up a message to Laurel. Like, we just, um, his phone died, like I said. So, he wants to hop back on and kind of finish the ending. So, yeah, we're about to wrap this up here in just a few, about another minute or two. Oh my God. Like, the other day, because of like the raging alcoholic that I am, I found out about an app called Drizzly. This is not sponsored by Drizzly. I should be sponsored by my friends, you know, but, you know, I'm just trying to give them a shout out, just here and there. But Drizzly is fucking dope. Like, if you just want to chill at home, you know, having some people over, but nobody really wants to go out and um, fucking get any beer or get any liquor, fucking Drizzly delivers it to you directly. It's literally the fucking DoorDash of alcohol. Of course, drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive because that's for, for fucking stupid people. I really gotta have like a more consistent schedule because, like, at this point, I've been uploading podcast every once in a while. When I'm trying to, I should really be doing it on a at least twice a week or at least on a weekly basis. So I, I think I should probably make that as a goal for myself. I overall needs to, need to have like a whole set plan on what I need to be doing for this year. Because at this point, I'm just all talk and I need action. Everyone needs to be putting in some sort of fucking action into their lives. Don't just plan shit out. Don't just talk about it. Like you need to fucking do it. Speaking of do it, my roommate do it. Do it is probably in the other room listening to me and like this guy's a fucking weirdo just talking to himself oh man it's all good though being weird is an amazing fucking thing and if anyone tells you otherwise you know fuck them no don't actually like literally fuck them because you know that's a whole fucking case but like you know just tell them off tell them to kick some rocks or eat a sack of dicks Unless they're like into that shit and then by all means don't actually like tell them to eat a sack of dicks. That's cannibalism. We don't we don't play that shit around here. So let's try to see if my my buddy comes back on. But yeah, like I was saying, Stream Beats, an amazing fucking like content or copyright free, basically background music is what I call it. You can use it for your live streams, podcasts, and 
it's all made well this i forgot the guy's name but he has a youtube channel he's also a twitch streamer he created this platform where he hired a bunch of musicians and producers to create these beats and we can basically use them for free for you know royalty free music which is fucking dope because there's a lot of websites that offer royalty free music and they fucking suck like I tried writing music myself I suck at it too but I I can I know good music when I hear it is what I'm trying to say Can we also talk about how Tinder is a weird way to meet people nowadays? And I understand, like, we're still in the whole quarantine thing. But nowadays is like, I personally feel like it's harder just to, you know, go if you're at a store and, and you're trying to talk to somebody and, you know, they got the mask, can't really see how they look like, you know, they're, they may not have, like, a nose that you yourself may consider cute or just overall like their face can be completely distorted and warped because of a mask but at the same time masks are fucking cool so don't flirt in the stores during quarantine is what I'm trying to say honestly I have no idea what I'm trying to say I just was rambling on guys are probably listening to me like what the fuck is this guy on let me tell you what i'm on i'm on everything and anything i'm not i'm completely well i'm not completely sober i'm not completely straight edge like i still have my vices i'm still only human like we were talking about earlier like Fucking guts. He's a complete perfect example for someone that has a lot of fucked up shit. I'm about to start fucking singing on the track, yo. Just get, trying to give uh, Lorel a couple more minutes to see if he's gonna hop on or not. So I ended up ordering this flashlight off of Amazon. Now that I look at it, I think this is the same fucking flashlight that my mother had that I was playing around with and I almost accidentally broke. Yep, it's definitely the same fucking flashlight. Oh my God, it fucking zooms. It's, oh, you gotta pull it, it fucking zoom. Yo, speaking of zooms. Can we talk about how Zoom Zoom classrooms are have become the the new normal, if you will? Like COVID has fucked up a ton of fucking shit. Like in terms of how teachers actually operate in the classroom now, from kids to kids interacting with each other there's a huge disconnect which for me it's 
cool to see like everything become more digit digitized. I know we're talking about like creativity becoming more digitized too. It's I, I think everything needs to be taken in moderation is what I'm trying to get at. Because if it's not then shit can get too fucked up from either side. I just got a new email for D&D Beyond. Let's see what's new coming to D&D Beyond. So pre-order your copy of Candlekeep Mysteries to immediately unlock the researcher's digital set. Dice set. And receive special character sheet customizations when the book goes live on Tuesday. That's right. There's also supposed to be a new... Um, new module coming out I don't know if it's a module or adventure module or no it's not um I think it's the the wayfinder's guide to castle ravencloft or whatever I don't know but I also know that there was a recently released unearthed arcana for D&D and as many of my listeners know I am a huge fan of D&D and from the group chat that I was in it sounds like, um, fucking, yeah, there's new races, and there's like a rabbit folk now, which there's a lizard folk, so this is gonna be fucking new, new and weird to play, and there's also the tabaxi, which are cat people, huh, well, it's going on to the, I guess, 10 minute mark, I'm just going to end the meeting. But, alright. So, that was my buddy Laurel. You know, if you guys like what you listen to, or if you have any suggestions for the next podcast episode, ideas, or even if you want me to hit someone up, um, whether it be a famous person, or like a scientist, or anything like that, or topic suggestions, feel free to message me on Twitter at crimson nerd and that's crimson as in hold on I apologize I forgot my own twitter handle uh fuck me no so at crimson nerd and that's c-r-i-m-s zero n capital n Three RD because I'm a fucking gangster. Like I'm not actually a gangster. Don't don't listen to me. Uh, so yeah, message me on Twitter. Add me on Facebook, Jeff Alvarez. Um, fuck, I'll I'll even make a fucking Facebook fan page about this shit if anybody wants it. Just depends how many listeners we get, or even hell, fucking send me a message on on Xbox. Let's play something, you know. I'm trying to get into streaming too. Uh, BRX space Scooby. That's my Xbox gamer tag. Let's play some Apex. You know? Or Instagram at Crimson underscore media photography. Just anywhere, man. 
or actually my personal Instagram page is I keep fucking hitting the table. My personal Instagram page is I am dot crimson. There's no numbers in that one. So yeah, hit me up. Let me know what you guys want to listen to. Any suggestions, ideas, anything you want to talk about. Or even if you want to be on the podcast yourself, like, fuck it. We'll get like a bunch of random people on the fucking podcast. So, yeah. Hope everyone has a great night. Have a great week. Stay safe. And remember, it's a